So I'm working on an episode about companies that's names end in the letters L-Y or dot L-Y. It's been a big resurgence of it recently, and it's been something that's been very prominent in the naming space for a long time. I spoke to Patrick Gaskin. He's the founder and CEO of a company in Australia called Cardly. And we talked about the greeting card industry, which is something I really didn't know much about. So enjoy the interview, and I'll have that episode for you next week. I'm James Darty, and this is Name Changers. I just want to start with, I actually, I was looking through your website for about the past half hour, and okay. you get some great cards on there. I mean, I love the variety that you guys have. Uh, tell me about what the idea that you had uh, initially when you started Cardly. Yeah, I mean, the, the big thing for us was trying to come up with a way that people could um, send, you know, really nice artists, independent artist design cards uh, to friends and family. And we'd seen that online people had done that, um, I think, in a fairly fairly boring way. Um, I mean, obviously, Etsy's done a great job of connecting with independent artists, but there's no way to actually use Etsy and have a card go directly to to the recipient. And so, so that appeared there was a bit of a gap sort of in that space. And then just looking at the, the you know, the digital gift card sort of experience, um, the big thing that I saw is that um, it was really obvious that you'd used a service um, to send one of those cards because the inside of the card never looked like what it would look like if you went to the shop and bought one. So we set about trying to change that side of it. That was really our focus. We didn't really worry too much about um, giving people control over the look and feel of the front of the card, although we do that to businesses. Um, but for consumers, we really wanted to say, hey, look, here's a beautiful piece of artwork. Now go ahead and make it your own with what you do on the inside of the card. So that kind of led us down the road of, well, how do you know, people do that in the real world? Well, they go into a store, they pick up a card that they like that talks to them and talks to their sensibility, and then they make it their own with the words that they put inside it. So for us, it was about making those words look as authentic as possible, and that brought us, you know, brought us around to the idea of trying to make it look like handwriting um, and giving people the, the, the same tools that they would they would, um, or sorry, achieve the same result as they would with pen and paper. So yeah, handwriting, and then the the next obvious step after that was being allowed, you know, allowing people to add doodles to the inside of their cards. So, um, you know, uh, adding those little embellishments of little balloons or love hearts or um, smiley faces or whatever it might be that we kind of just do instinctively in a physical card, but actually there's no way of doing that. Um, yet or there wasn't um, online so that was kind of where we started from um, we saw that that was um, well we thought that that was something that people would like and yeah sure enough it's it's proven reasonably successful where um, we're still pretty early on in our journey but um, yeah we're making good progress yeah uh, what's your process for finding new artists I see you have a lot of really good independent artists on here and you, they get 20 percent of the sales that's it yeah so we we were pretty as far as I'm aware that's like the best um, commercial deal that, that yeah, that's a good deal yeah for independent artists and look that was that was born out of a couple of things one um, I I was involved in the greeting card industry um, I was a, you know ran a, a retail chain 
and we sold greeting cards and I kind of got close to the likes of American Greetings and, and Hallmark and so on and sort of saw how they operate and, you know, they kind of do it at a, at a factory level where they've kind of got a lot of designers sort of putting together artwork. And the thing that sort of made it, um, I wouldn't say uncomfortable, but I didn't like about that process was that if an artist came up with something that was a really successful design, it didn't make any difference to their, to, to them personally, they just got paid a you know, set amount for, for producing designs and they either sold or they didn't sell. Um, what I like about where we've kind of um, started is that we want artists to be rewarded for the work that they do. So if they come up with something that's hugely successful, we want them to, you know, benefit from that success. We don't pay a, a, fat, a flat fee once and then sell that card 10,000 or 100,000 times. We, we want them to be rewarded, rewarded every single time that it sells. So for mine, that was, that was an important part of it. The other thing was that um, as a retailer, we used to get approached regularly by independent artists and they would come to us and say, you know, I want to be able to sell in your stores. And look, often their designs are probably better than what we had on the floor but they couldn't get there in terms of the commercials and they weren't able to support us the way that, you know, the big chain or big manufacturers um, could do. So we had to say, you know, regrettably, no, we can't do that. We wish we could, but we can't because it just doesn't make sense to do it. Um, so I kind of wanted to correct that, the fact that I'd said no to a lot of people over the years. So I wanted to make sure that we um, were able to support, you know, tiny artists, people who just were passionate about art and that, in fact, were actually probably not that okay or comfortable even going into a store trying to sell. We wanted to um, seek out and find people who, who were just really passionate about their art, could create amazing artwork. Um, so in terms of how do we find them, um, look, we, we sort of stalk people's Instagram. Um, we, we have a look around on things like Etsy and, and other independent marketplaces. Um, and then do you tend to approach... To- do you tend to approach them or do they tend to approach you or it's kind yeah, of Yeah, look, I'd say the vast majority we approach. We do get the occasional one that will approach us that um, that we like and we, we take on. Um, but yeah, more it's it's kind of where we we've kind of worked with artists from 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 day one. Like before we even started building an MVP, we went and spoke to, to independent artists and said, look, this is what we're trying to build was this something that you would get behind? And they, they were really enthusiastic. Um, but they sort of said, well, there's a couple of things though that we'd, you know, we'd want to be comfortable with. And we, one of the things that came through really loud and clear is that they didn't necessarily want their artwork next to stuff that they didn't think was to a standard. So if we're going to, and look, it's, it wasn't something that I'd thought of, but I, when I thought about it a little bit longer, I went, well, actually, yeah, I kind of can understand why, um, being adjacent to something that isn't as good a quality as your own, mm-hmm. um, actually bring down the way people view your artwork. So, and they're very passionate and protective of their artwork. I totally understood that part of it. Um, so I was like, okay, well, this is something we need to listen to. And so we've been very, um, very selective and, and take a quite curated approach, um, which you know is is quite different to the. The norm. I, I think a lot of marketplaces um, will take the approach of just look, we'll accept everybody, and you'll end up with you know two hundred thousand artists. And there's a couple of reasons why I don't like that. One is the one that I just explained that you know we wanted to take a curated approach and, and respect the other artists that we'd approached, and you know make sure that we always um, were aware of that. 
where yeah. But the great. other was that we wanted to make sure that there was a reasonable um, amount of money to be earned out of it. Um, you know, we, our, our passion and where we want to get to is we want to be able to support the livelihoods of as many independent artists as we can. Um, now, if you have 200,000 artists and they're all just getting a little bit, you know, they might be able to afford a coffee a year. Um, I, that's not going to be, that's not livelihood. That's, uh, you know, that's just a, that's a part-time thing. What I would love is for, for artists to be able to sit there um, just focusing on creating beautiful artwork and reaping the, the rewards of that and just being able to do what they love. So, um, you know, that means that we've got to be earning thousands of dollars and that's that's where we're trying to head. So, I like that. Um, yeah, it, look, it is a bit different to the, to the norm, but yeah, I think the other thing as well is at some point for a consumer, there's too much choice. Um, now, admittedly, on our side at the moment, we don't have search, and that's something that's being fixed um, in the very near term. But um, when you walk into a store, at some point, there's just too much choice, and it just becomes too overwhelming, and people can't make any decisions. It's decision paralysis. And um, by taking a curated approach, um, you know, where there's probably maximum of 100 artists there, um, there's 100 styles. And, and we, we try and not have artist styles overlap as well. Like we kind of want each mm -hmm. one to sort of stand alone and be quite different. Yeah. So yeah, in that sense, we thought it was important to not, you know, not to go too big because um, really the benefits just aren't there. Yeah. That's great. No, I, lo I love that. Um, it's definitely disrupting the card industry for the gig economy, which I think is definitely modern. If that, does that sound right? roughly yeah i would say that's that's our ambition mm -hmm. um look i mean it's a multi-billion dollar industry yeah um, and, it's, and it's it's old school it's been it's been the it same is. for a long time yeah yeah and look the other thing that I, we were like we tried to look at because i was quite familiar with how greedy cards work i, I kind of wanted to disrupt it from from every angle or at least try and fix all of the things that i didn't like about it mm -hmm. and the the one that i i kind of most don't like about the greeting card industry apart from artists not getting a, a good deal out of it is the environmental impact mm -hmm. so from an environmental point of view the way greeting cards are manufactured at the moment a large percentage of greeting cards sold in the sold in the states and in australia and in the uk are manufactured in the, in china mm -hmm. um certainly by the, the, the larger companies so manufactured in china shipped out to wherever they're going to be sold um they've, they've pushed into the grocery stores and the and, and the CVSs and so on of the world. Um, and if they don't sell, which, you know, between 30 and 40% don't ever sell, they get shipped all the way back out, they get pulped, um, and, you know, they, they don't go to any use at all. So there's a huge amount of wastage. There's a huge amount of transport. Um, you know, the, it's a fairly inefficient um, industry. But as you say, it's, it's, you know, it's been like that for, for a long time and, and it probably needs a bit of a bit of disruption. Yeah. So, I mean, our approach is, um, is quite different. Obviously, we only print. We don't, we don't sit on any stock. Um, we only print a card when someone actually wants to send a card. So there's, mm -hmm. you know, there's zero wastage in that sense. And the other thing is we also print as close to the recipient as possible so that the, um, the delivery footprint as such is as small as possible. So if you were to have a friend in London at the moment, um, we wouldn't print in the states and ship it over there. We print in the UK. And oh, it, cool! Um, locally in that market, and the same for in Australia. You know, we print from Sydney and, and send out from there. So yeah, I mean, it's 
Um, it's a big industry. It's one that we'd love to disrupt more, but um, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff we've got planned that hopefully we'll, we'll do more of that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's part of the journey for sure. That's great. Uh, so let's move on to what the podcast is about. Yeah. The name. So Cardly, talk to me about where that name came from. Yeah, I guess when I first came up with the idea of trying to do something in this space, I was like, well, obviously cards. You know, what can I do with that name? Um, the the thing that always, you know, when you read it a lot is try and keep a, you know, a, a whiz-bang startup name to under sort of seven to eight characters. So that was sort of objective one is like come up with something quite short, quite catchy, um, ideally something that sort of spoke to, to what you're about. And, you know, adverbs are always good and they're kind of emotive. Um, cards are obviously extremely emotive. So the idea of trying to come up with something short and and um, and memorable uh, was was key. And I I sat down and went through a bunch of names and um, hit on Cardly and just started calling it Cardly. It kind of just stuck as saying, oh, you know, whether it ends up being called Cardly or not. But we just started using Cardly when we were talking about it um, and realised that it was quite memorable and it kind of spoke to what it was about it's it's not a card it's it's a cardly it's it's a it's a new version of the card it's kind of a it's um you know you know perfect like a personality world, yeah give it a little bit of personality um and not make it so far removed from what the product is that people won't understand what it is you're talking about yeah uh, so they see yeah. it they know it's about cards makes sense correct yeah, yeah. i mean look in hindsight, that's probably a little bit narrow. Um, you know, we'll, we'll end up doing more than just cards. Certainly, um, we, we use pretty extensively by the business community now, and they love our handwriting technology. The fact that they can um, like literally type in their own writing is is pretty pretty compelling. So they want us to do it in a bunch of different other media forms outside of cards. Yeah. Um, so, you know, maybe it'll end up being a bit, bit too narrow and it's, it's not broad enough a, a term, but certainly from a consumer perspective, um, you know, we feel it's, it's, a, it's a good name and um, people do seem to remember it. So, you know, it's more than 50% of our sales come from repeat customers. So they're, they're remembering what URL to punch back in when they come to, uh, when they want to send another card. So that's a good thing. I could see that. Uh, we did an episode on, well, we talked about narrow names uh, in our, one of our early episodes. And we talked about what happens if your name is too narrow. A Cardly, Cardly sounds like it has, because you can pretend it's card stock. And I guess if you're doing a lot of printing, you're mm-hmm. using card stock for that kind of printing. So it's not yeah. narrow mm-hmm. and it's just greeting cards. It could be business cards, just things made out of card stock. Yeah. Yeah. So um, the, one, of the, one of the reasons I want to talk to you as well is because using Lee at the end of a name is a very, is a very big naming convention. Um, yeah, yeah. So, was there any inspiration that to to use the Lee, or did it just kind of come come naturally? Uh, look, it was. I think I read it on a blog mm-hmm. um, at the time that yeah, Lee was sort of sort of trending, and it was sort of a a thing that people were doing a bit of. Um, and look, the whole .ly thing was kind of cool there for a while. Like it was yeah. certainly a trending. 
um, in terms of, you know, you were seeing more startups sort of being .ly's and so on. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, that that certainly played a, a little bit into it, um, but more so that it just worked. Like, uh, you know, card.ly um, or, or more, you know, more appropriately, cardly, it just flowed. It was very, it was, it was quite seamless. Mm. I know that there's, you know, you can't put ly on the, on the end of everything. Um, but it certainly seemed to work in this situation. People, people try. People are trying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do, and it kind of doesn't doesn't work. Yeah. Whereas this flows. So, um, yeah, I mean that was part of it as well. If you know, I wouldn't have stuck with an ly if we were trying to do something that that, that totally didn't sound right. Um, it needed to sound, um, you know, it needed to sound like it could become the noun for what it was we were trying to do. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, if you want to be the Uber or the Google. Um, people Google things, you know, we'd love to be the, you know, I sent a cardly or and even if they're using another service, I don't care, but get that. Um, if we're the ones that sort of gain that mind share, it needed to be a name that people would understand. So that yeah. was probably more of a driver than necessarily being an LY over a dot, whatever. Um, it needed to work. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's good. That's good. Um, okay. Talk to me. Um, I do have one question for you. Is there is is there a favorite card you have, or are you not allowed to have a favorite card? No, oh, that's <laughs> like saying, "Do you have a favorite child?" <laughs> yeah. um, look, my my tastes change. Um, I guess usually my favorite is probably the most recent artist that's been added because I'm so used to seeing all of the other designs. So yeah, you know, the, you know the, that um, white consumers themselves freshness is always nice. So seeing something new and different that you haven't seen before. Um, obviously people that are doing stuff sort of in that pop culture space and um, you know, making some political messages or, or what have you, some of that could be quite, quite, quite good and, and quite enjoyable. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't say, you know, there's, there's several thousand designs there. So yeah, I'm not sure right. I could say which one is definitely my favorite, but um, I certainly have a soft spot for, for our very first artists that joined us on the journey, like those guys, um, you know, we're, we're happy to, and have been happy to stick around while we, you know, started from nothing. And I really appreciate that. That's good. You always remember the people that were with you at the beginning. Definitely. Nice to you then, yeah. Uh, I did have one more question, actually. I just thought of it. Um, so you said that you had a whole ton of names that you were going through. Do you have, do you have any that you remember, any that you, uh, that you look back on and go, Oh, why did I come up with that? Or any that you're like, oh, maybe I should have gone with that. Do you know what? I I don't. Wow. I must have like the um you would think that I, I would I have no memory at all. And I don't I'd have to go and look for notes to try and remember other names that um maybe it's in our Slack channel or something back in the day, but um none that even like that's that probably shows why they weren't even selected. Exactly. Like they're not memorable enough, right? So exactly. they didn't they didn't stick. I mean, Cardly wasn't the easiest thing for us to end up going with. We had to um, acquire um, a couple of URLs to to make it work. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we could have probably chosen easier paths, but we kind of fell hard for the name and went, well, this it just has to be Cardly, which is, you know, probably not the smartest thing to do because, <laughs> you're, you know, when you're early doors, you're, you're spending money that you probably shouldn't be spending on acquiring stuff. But, um, yeah, from... Now we, we know that it was a, it was definitely the right call to make. Um, 
Yeah, I hope God. I didn't even think about that. Like, I cannot remember for the life of me um, any of those names. How weird. Wow. I'm sure they were sort of card-related, right? Yeah, uh, yeah probably. probably things around Scribble or Scribe or... Um, yeah. I know that there's, there's a Scribe that's just launched in the green card space, ironically. Um, but, yeah, there's... It would have been something probably on the handwriting side of things. Um, but again, we, you know, whilst that's a really important differentiator, that's mm. kind of, we want that to be a seamless experience. We don't want it to be the be end and end all. Like it's, it is um, mostly about coupling really seamless technology with what we really are about, which we're not in the business of um, selling technology. It's about selling connection. You know, it's about helping people connect with their family, friends, loved ones, or their clients or, or what have you. So that technology is a facilitator of that, not um, not the actual technology itself, which I guess is a key part of why you choose a name like Cardly because it sort of talks about the thing that helps achieve the sentiment other than getting too bogged down in some sort of spurious technical piece of it. But yeah. Gotcha. All right. Thank you so much, Patrick. I really appreciate it. No problems at all. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. Thanks. Uh, what what time is it? Saturday there now, or what? Is it's it? Saturday morning. Yeah. Wow. Thanks so much for spending your Saturday with me. I appreciate that. That's okay. Look, my daughter was up at uh, ten to five this morning, so you know it's wow. all good. I've been up for hours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, James. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Hey, you too. Have a good weekend. Thanks so much. Bye now. Name Changers is made in association with Namestormers, a naming company in Austin, Texas. Find out more about them at namestormers.com. You can find out more about Cardly and Patrick at cardly.net. Special thanks this week to Patrick. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It really helps people find us. I'm James Doherty. We'll see you next time.